with bold letters at the top of the math and science rankings. He fell squarely into the middle of the group when it came to English, history, and language, though. On the attendance awards board, his name was dead last. Just as the Vikings rounded the corner behind him, the door to the teacher's lounge opened and out walked Mrs. Sneed, the vice principal. Her dark eyes swept the hall and the Vikings skidded to a halt when they saw her. Something the matter, boys? she asked. What's the hurry? Just eager to learn, ma'am, said Brody, pasting an enormous smile on his face. Got to make sure we have time to study and review, said Willard, clasping his hands behind his back. We really value our altercation, Leroy said proudly. Education, muttered Brody. Fisher used the distraction to slip into an empty classroom, slamming the door shut. He leaned back against the door, his breathing quick and shallow. Hey, Fisher, you're early today, Mr. Granger popped up suddenly from behind his desk, giving Fisher a shock. Fisher's favorite biology teacher was somewhere around forty-five, though his smallness often made him seem younger. He had narrow shoulders and tiny eyes, which were obscured by the wide, thick glasses that were constantly slipping off his nose. He didn't look like he weighed much over a hundred and ten pounds. He could probably be knocked over by a not-too-strong wind. Maybe even the kind Gassy Greg was known for. Fisher and Mr. Granger regularly lunched together in his classroom. Vikings, Fisher panted, and then suddenly he heard them. Their low, grunting voices were just on the other side of the door. Fisher made a beeline for the lab storage cabinet, shutting himself into it seconds before the classroom door was shoved wide open. The acrid sense of a dozen bottled chemicals seeped into Fisher's nostrils. He hoped they'd disguise the smell of the potato leek soup still coating his clothes. Squeezed into the tiny cabinet, his breathing sounded like a revving engine. His back and arms started to ache after half a minute. He tried to force every muscle in his body to stand still, which just made him twitchier. Through a narrow slit between the cabinet doors, he saw the three very large, very ugly boys saunter in. Brody Minas, whose forward-jutting forehead hooded his eyes like the headlights on a muscle car, was the leader. Willard Mason and Leroy Loring flanked him on either side. They were in that lumpy, awkward, in-between stage of growing up, large and powerful but still unbalanced in their newly big bodies, like toddlers who have just learned they could stand. Fisher balled up his fists. He wished he could make the Vikings vanish into a cloud of disassociated molecules. He had done some work in his home lab on the Viking Atomizer project, but the particle stream hadn't been up to calibration. The Vikings advanced on Mr. Granger, who backed away nervously. Brody was nearly as tall as Mr. Granger, and Willard was at least twice as heavy. Can, can I help you boys with something? Mr. Granger asked, smiling half-heartedly while fidgeting with his clipboard. Uh, we were just looking for a good friend of ours, Mr. Granger, said Brody, his smirk growing as he picked up a glass flask from one of the lab stations and tossed it at Willard, who caught it, but just barely. You know, Fisher, don't you? I, uh... Granger looked back and forth between the flask and Brody. Yes, Fisher is a student of mine. I'm afraid I haven't seen him all day. Brody crossed his bulky arms. Are you sure about that? Cause we're pretty sure we saw him slip into this room a second ago, didn't we, Willie? Willard put the flask back on the desk. Yep, yep, Brody. 
That's true. Willard followed with a mild hiccup. He always seemed to have the hiccups. Fisher guessed it was because Willard was secretly scared of Brody, too. That, or he simply drank too much orange soda. Fisher clamped his hand over his nose and mouth, suffocating a sneeze before it had a chance to come out. Brody turned his attention back to Mr. Granger, who was attempting to stack some graded papers into a neat pile and mind his own business. Mr. Granger, maybe with those big glasses of yours, you just didn't spot him. Maybe we should have a look around ourselves, just to make sure. We wouldn't want to miss our good friend, Fisher. The way he said, good friend, turned Fisher's neck hairs into spikes. The three boys split off and began looking under desks. He's not here, boys, I told you, said Granger, putting as much authority as he had into his voice. Now, now, the period's already started. You don't want to be late for lunch.